What? No, I was giggling because of what we were talking about before you got here. Me and my YouTube and last night. Oh, Lord. four in the morning. Cat, cat videos? <laughs> no, I was watching. No. So I started off with music, then went to comedians. <laughs> and then, so we watched the, because uh, Jane wanted to watch the Spooby video again. Is there even a video on that? No, because... it's just it's his name. It's a white screen with his name on it. But oh yeah, I've seen that I mean, a million times. You know what we're talking about? Uh-uh. You got to look it up. <laughs> it's it's freaking it's hilarious. And then it, so she goes to bed, and I kept watching videos because I was enjoying some adult beverages. Adult videos? No, oh, adult beverages. Beverages. Okay. <laughs> and I started watching movie clips, and all of a sudden, because you know. I was like, this would be good on a podcast. I started texting myself. <laughs> <laughs> Watching The Last Dragon. I'm like, get him, Bruce Leroy, get him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> be that loud. Yeah. <laughs> then I went to lightsaber colors and all that. Oh, and I was God. Just, I, was, I was like, no, nah, I woke up this morning. I was like, why did I text myself? Why did I order a $900 <laughs> lightsaber? I'd get divorced if that happened. <laughs> I learned that lesson a long time ago. Don't. But you'd be entertained for like the first year afterwards. Uh. I wouldn't. <laughs> Especially if it changed colors. Like it was a like one of the mood rings, but it's a lightsaber. <laughs> Welcome to the Washdown Podcast. <laughs> I'm awesome your host, Jeremy Green. With me is my co-host, Chris Nelson. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Thank you. That is o- awesome. Obi-Wan phobie. <laughs> And uh, our producer, James Miranda. I got to come out in front of the camera today. Does that make him the camera. emperor? Because he's never on on screen very often. I'm just pulling all the strings behind behind the scenes. Sh- sure. <laughs> I... Freaking Chewbacca over here. <laughs> That's all I hear when he hey. says. <laughs> That's just all I hear from him. <laughs> Hand shot first. <laughs> Greedo shot first. I don't think. Hey, man. He, he, Greedo at least drew first. He made the move. Well, he twitched. Yeah. That's all it takes. I, I was watching that too. I was watching a whole bunch of clips from Tombstone because who doesn't love Tombstone? I'll be Huckleberry. That's right. <laughs> oh, Johnny Ringo. He wasn't fast enough. He was no Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So today we're going to talk about a serious topic. After all that giggling. All that giggling. Man. Why, the original Star Wars are better than all of the other ones? I mean, that's... Dude, you can't cover that in an hour podcast. There's, you can cover it in five minutes. They are. Done deal. Stop arguing about it. Well, I mean, if you're going to list stuff out, you couldn't do it in... I, I do like the lightsaber battles in, the, in episodes one, two, and three. Like they were better. Okay, that's fair. CGI is better. Yeah, but everything was created... All that CGI from the originals was created know, for I the know. movie. I've seen the documentary a million times. It's four hours that you will never waste of your life. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Because <laughs> I've watched it like three times. <laughs> no. No, I have, the, uh, I have the DVD box set of the originals. What's a DVD? Exactly. I'm surprised you didn't say you have a beta. I bet you still got a beta max, don't you? No, but I had one growing up. I still have the... Uh, Double VHS of Titanic. I did. I got rid of all the all and double stuff. VHS of Lord of the Rings. Well, I have all the DVDs of Lord of the Rings. Nerd. Hey, dude. <laughs> I donated all of my DVDs and Blu-rays because we went to the streaming. But I bought. Well, them, so I had to buy all, a lot of those movies. I didn't have to buy again. You just had to upload them to your streaming service. Yeah. Well, did you get the little like you download it? You could download it mm-hmm. when you yeah, that's what I We did that, did that a lot, but Yeah. So we're talking about movies. Yeah, no. You guys are trying to <laughs> avoid the conversation because basically you're afraid of what I'm gonna say. I don't know if I'm afraid of what you're gonna say. It's just the crying part. The crying part? Yeah. You just sound like a whiner here in a minute. Yeah. Well, we'll I guess we'll find out. I don't have any boo boo band aids here right now. Well, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the stigma of mental health in the fire service. Oh, well, did you see March Madness is coming back, though? (laughs) Yeah, with limited fans. Yeah, but still, it's better than this topic. (laughs) 
I'm having a hard time watching basketball right now. <laughs> I have a hard time watching any sports right now. Yeah. So, anyway, look, we can laugh and joke all we want. But here's the thing. It's a real issue. We have had multiple suicides in our area in the past few weeks with firefighters, police officers. There's obviously a problem. Those are the ones we know about. Yeah. And, I mean, you could even throw veterans in there, too. Yeah. Well, the the one guy was a veteran. Yeah. Was but like I said, those ones we know about, the ones we that don't get reported, yeah, on the news. So why do people in our line of work and as cops and nurses and whatever? Why is it such a big stigma and looked down upon if you seek help for mental health? Something I've noticed. Um, it's kind of like concussions in the National Football League. We didn't know anything about it. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, concussions. I, I've seen a similar trend of mental health. It was we didn't really address it. There was a real bad stigma of, like, you just don't talk about it. And then we started to kind of wake up a little bit. And then we went up. And, we, you know, we, we saw increases on good things. And we started to talk about it more. But with human nature, the more awareness and more light that brought came to it came the abusers and now not only is there still that lingering stigma with we just don't talk about it now there's a stigma of i don't want to look like that person who has a terrible reputation for lying or abusing or hiding behind it when it's not real right or if i come out and say hey man i've been having a problem i'm seeing a therapist okay so now in my mind is he going to trust me the next time we go into a fire to have his back. Yeah. And that's a very real fear. And I mean, if you're a cop and you tell your partner, Hey man, I've been having an issue. So now you're worried that that guy's worried that you're not going to have his back if, or her back or whatever, you know, in a crucial situation. I think you take that a step further too, is if, if you say something to your partner, you know, it comes with police officers and I think even firefighters because, you know, we are Americans and guns are a part of our culture. <clears throat> Do I have to worry about my partner not coming to work tomorrow? Is he suicidal? Do I need to step in? You know, because people, people will go to the extreme in their thought process. For as much shit as we deal with on a daily basis at work, it's amazing how non-confrontational we are when it comes to ourselves. Let's just do whatever's easiest to get through this shift and not, you know, like if, if we're cops, you yeah. know, you and I are cops, we're together in the car. We probably need to have that conversation. Yeah. Hey man, not doing too well. That's an awkward ass conversation to have. And it's probably not going to be fun. Or we can just turn up the radio and yeah. talk about our college days at the strip club and move on. Or on the other we'll side of TikTok. it, it's, Hey man, I've noticed that you've been having problems lately. Seems like that to me. Is there something you need to talk about? We don't do that. Mm-hmm. Or if we do, it's on a very superficial level. Or aren't, God for- aren't, aren't we our brother's keepers? <laughs> or God forbid we try to talk about you and wind up talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, aren't we supposed to be looking out for each other? Mm-hmm. So why are we not? And why is there such a huge stigma? Like, it's like... Uh, okay, I care about my guys. Okay, well, that guy's a drunk. That guy's got a pill problem. That guy's going through his second divorce. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing? To an extent. I think you also have to be careful about what you do as you know a leader. And I'm not saying so much as rank, because anybody can be a leader. Rank doesn't matter. But it puts you in a very tough place to say something. Because now what if... You know, you want to get them help, so you, you're going to try, but you don't want help. And you turn it back on me, and now I'm in trouble because I try to do something. You know what I mean? Because I, right, I yeah, follow the right and, steps and, and all that. And I, I would explain that right, but yeah, no, I, I get where you're going with that. It's just a liability, and it goes both ways. Yeah, but it does. but also, yeah, like what he just said, it goes both ways. Of you know that you have a guy who has a problem. 
on your crew and you're doing nothing about it. So not only are you not helping that guy, you're putting the rest of your crew in danger. I'm not, and I'm not disagreeing with you. But so, it's, it's hard to help somebody who doesn't want to get the help and you can't make them realize. Right. They need to, you can bring it up all you want, but now what's going to happen with that conversation? You know, that's, and that can it, even take us into a whole new world with addicts, especially. Yeah. It takes one addict to burn somebody out on trying to help addicts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's having, having been down that road, like having a friend, you know, I'm sure you get, Jeremy, I know you have your situation too, and Chris, I know you've probably been with them. Having one friend that just burned me constantly and constantly and constantly and constantly, at some point you just say, screw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's that stigma to it where it's like, that guy needs help. He's going through a battle. I'm not doing it, though. And that's, that's somebody no, else's problem. And, and I get exactly what you're saying because I've had friends like that in the past. I've had family members like that in the past. And got to the point where I threw up my hands and said – I don't know what else I can do. So, and I get that. That's human nature. But where's that point? When do you stop trying, especially in a, in a career field like ours, where it's always brotherhood, 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 you know. I don't, I don't think you can stop trying. That's the thing. And, and that's the point I'm trying to make. It's, it's hard for us, one, to, to start trying to help somebody. I mean, like, like, like James said, it's, it's an awkward conversation. It absolutely like, is. Now, I, we've been friends long enough to where I know I can come to your house and say what needs to be said. But it's a different relationship there than what I have with James. And not, not that I, w- I don't care. No, it's... It's just it's, we have a completely different dynamic than what Jeremy and I have because we've been friends for so long. Yeah. I've been through a lot of stuff. Something I've noticed is, and especially... You know, in the fire, just in public service in general. Hey, if you ever need anything, give me a call. Hey, you know, just there's always this blanket like thing with a hey, be safe. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you need anything, give me a call. Mm-hmm. But do we ever really break it down of like if we actually mean it, or is it just almost habit of saying it? And then you know, hey, if you need anything, give me a call. And we are in, in the fire service, and this is fantastic. There's not a knock against it when guys are hurt or something like that. Groceries are taken care of. Lawns are taken care of. You know, um, all, all the physical things that we know how to do, we're fixers. Let's physically fix things. That's that's our nature. That's easy. But we never say like, "How are you actually doing? What do you actually need?" And that's uh, it's a that's I don't know why we do it, <laughs> other than we just don't know how. So we... I can, I can tell you for me when I say be safe, I do mean that. When I say call me, like somebody's hurt or we've had guys that have had COVID. Yeah. I wasn't joking. If yeah. you need me to run to the store, I'll run to the store. I don't like going to the store. My, my wife gets mad at me because I won't go to the <laughs> store with her. And I hate going. So, but, but I will do it. But here's the, and here's the point that I'm trying to make is, in, and I'm speaking in generalities because I'm sure not everybody feels this way, but by and large, most people, even though you say that, and you mean it, most people don't feel like they can make that call. Yeah. Because if they ask for help, be it like you're talking about with an injury or something like that, or with a mental health issue, now they're looked down on. There are probably three or 400 guys on this job that I could call right now and have me come help move a couch. There are maybe three or four that I could call at three in the morning to come take my guns if I was feeling suicidal and talk to me about why I was feeling that way. To kind of be equal, yeah. all things considered. Yeah, should be. And, you know, th- that's why we're doing this podcast because I want to know why it's not, what the problem is because, you know, Here's the, I want to know how thing. to change it. Do what? I want to know how to change it. Yeah. I'm not so I'm not really concerned with the why at this point. I want I want it to change. And I don't have the answer. No, I, I don't think I, I I couldn't even begin to create the answer. And this might be a good first step, but Well a good friend of mine that's our medical director um uses the word multifactorial. And I used 
when she first always said it, I hated her for it. So I'm like, <laughs> just give me an answer, woman. <laughs> well, she's a hundred percent right. Like she, like. Well, yeah, and I think there is a, a ton of factors. It's not just. I don't think there's one overall blanket solution. I mean, one there has to be a culture shift, for sure. Where does that start? Does that start with us sitting at this table, and how we act at our stations, and how we train the new guys coming up? Isn't that how all culture shifts start with the group of people sitting around a table and yeah, like hey, this needs to change. Yeah, I mean, look at back early 1900s. Where do you think women getting the right to vote started? I mean, that's where it started. Was we like this ain't right? We need to change this. And it and, was not and, and an it easy was, battle. It was an uphill battle the whole time. Yeah. Everything starts at a table with an idea. One of the things I, I do want to kind of dive in a little more, and when I, I first brought it up back at the beginning of this episode, is the the abusers of this are, mm-hmm. are killing us. Well, and we've had that with modified duty, guys pretending or, you know, oh, I'm hurt, so I'm going to take the year off. And then we all know they're faking. Well, and, and this is a municipalities across the board are seeing this, it's you know, when it comes to, like, medical pensions yeah. on jobs. You know, somebody breaks their leg and they can't walk again. It's a very objective injury. Mm-hmm. They can't walk. Look at them not walk. Yeah. Um, you know, medical pension. sitting. <laughs> but uh, when or it, possibly laying down. I don't know. <laughs> But when it comes to mental health, it is very subjective. And it's, you know, municipalities are struggling with this now. Do we put this person off on a medical pension and open up Pandora's box? Because if they do that, you know, there's a lot of people on in fire and EMS and nursing that have seen the same things this guy saw. You could open up Pandora's box with that. And or like Same thing with PD. You know, yeah. Like, this is na- world, that's not even nationwide. It's worldwide. Yeah. And I don't know what how other people's jobs work, you know, because I've never done those jobs as far as getting a pension or, or a medical disability or, or whatever, but no, I yeah. mean, you're right, because you can't just because you, you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. And everybody well, processes, it, processes it and handles it differently. I, I think to make James' point is there are people who are going to abuse the system no matter what system it is or no matter what it is. There does. are those people out there. There mm-hmm. are Absolutely. those people out there. And that's never line of work, though. With mental health, it's a lot harder to discern who's abusing and who legitimately has the issue. It's like uh, treating pain, you know, from a medical perspective. Like, what may be a 2 out of 10 to some person is an 8 out of 10 to the next person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Well, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing with trauma. You know that as well as as I do, that... You mean you can see the same thing and it affect us totally differently. So I see the Green Bay Packers and I see garbage and he sees hope. <laughs> so there's that. Really? It's just an example. But that is the worst example ever. And I think it's the best example. See, listeners, there we go. It's all about all difference right. of opinion. At least my team didn't get beat by Tom Brady in the Super Bowl at by least 30 our, freaking points. At least our team made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they lose at home, though, to Tom Brady? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew they were going to lose that game. <laughs> I, dude, I called it before the playoffs even started. I said, I do not want to see Tampa Bay at Lambeau Field. What did I get? Tampa Bay at Lambeau Field. What did I also get? A loss. Green Bay's second worst game of the season. <laughs> Their first worst game was when they played at Tampa. You know, I'd almost be interested, though, to it was like, talk to, like, a health insurance adjuster or whatever they're called and just hear how the process is going about these issues. It's It's got to be a daunting task. Well, so here's – yeah. <laughs> You wanted me to whine and cry. Here we go. (laughs) So as far as health insurance goes, the people that decide what medical treatment you get are not doctors. They are people who sit in a dang cubicle. They have no medical training. 
and they don't know. They have a little chart mm -hmm. that someone else made up for them. Oh, well, this says they should get this treatment. They have no idea. So I think talking to somebody like that would be less than useless. And here's another uh, factor of the many of thousands into mental health, just access to it and the pain in the ass as it is. Like, hey, I need this. I know you may need it, but you're only getting this. Well, yeah, I mean, from, you know, talking to Bart, you know, about all of his issues and going through the VA and all of that, I mean, that's – that's a travesty. Yeah. What what they do to those guys and guys come in asking for pickups wait. and they get Priuses. Like seriously. Yeah. It <laughs> so it, for the layperson or for even one of us, like making an appointment for mental health, you know, to go see a therapist or a counselor or whatever. Yeah. That can be a pain because usually there's long wait times because let's face it. There's not enough of them. Um, they're overworked and there's they even are, fewer good ones. Yeah. And they're underpaid. And, you know, I've, I watch a lot of podcasts and a lot of people that I respect, you know, from what I've seen of them on their show, but in certain issues, I disagree with them whenever they talk about cultural competency and how it's not really that big of a deal. It's a huge deal. Now, maybe for them it's not, but I know for, 90% of the people that are in our line of work that whenever they go to a therapist, they want somebody who understands us. And whenever you go to a therapist who has no clue about what we do and kind of how our lifestyle and all of that stuff is, it's, you're not going to end up getting a good result. That's yeah. like trying to play football with a baseball bat. I don't, I don't walk into a house getting remodeled and tell a carpenter what to do because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. You know, but you know where there's not long wait times? The bar. That's true. And I... Depends which bar you go to. That's true. And yeah. if it's happy hour or not. That's true. <laughs> and I also never walk out of the... I mostly never walk out of the bar crying or sad mm -hmm. like I do in therapy sometimes. Yeah. But... <laughs> Whenever you wake up the next morning, all those things that sent you to the bar, they're still there. Oh, so they? are all the things that I consumed at the bar. They're mm -hmm. also still there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're being expelled rapidly. <laughs> but in all seriousness, that's that's a problem. Like, you oh. know, we're like, hmm, the bar is a lot easier. Yeah. And I can, yeah. you know, compared on what maybe my copay is, I could probably have just as good a time. But the... Quick, easy solutions are so much, you know, hell, going back to our episode on relationships, it's so much easier just to probably file a divorce and walk away from this person that's challenging me than actually be challenged. Yeah. You know, if that's the situation, it's... Well, quick... Look, man, and I've said it, I've said it a million times, quick and easy is never going to build personal growth. It's not going to build your integrity. It's not going to build anything. It's not going to build your muscles. You know, it's nothing. Is that a cheap shot? I feel like that's a cheap shot. No. Quick and easy, obviously, has worked well for you, hmm. McDonald's. <laughs> so, but the things that you actually grow from and get better doing are the hard things. You know, that's why, you know, if you are going to be a Navy SEAL, you go to Bud's. It's hard. They've had the same standard for years and years and years. And guess what? If you don't pass that standard, you're out. But whenever you do pass that standard, you have grown. Same thing with Ranger School. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have that in the fire service. And we don't have that in general in life. Because people will see that type of stuff and they'll go, that's hard, like you just said. This is easy. I'm going to go do the easy. Okay, well. I don't know how many times I've heard the term. It's a kinder, softer fire department now. No? No. Actually, it's not. Because <laughs> we aren't addressing the hard things for growth. No. No, we don't. And we are busier than we have ever been. Nationwide. Nationwide. Call volume is probably 
what would you say, triple, quadruple than when we came on? Yeah. I'd say it's about that in ballpark. 16, seven, close to 17 years. Call volume nationwide. At least, I mean, at, just at least doubled, and that's bad enough. Yeah. There's a – I know that I probably told you I saw the news article on that fire station in downtown Los Angeles. And they mm-hmm. ran – like some like fifteen thousand calls in oh, one year. Oh, was that station nine down Skid Row? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's that is not sustainable. I don't I don't care who you are and how much of a smoke eater you are and how much of an old salt and all this. That's not sustainable. For one, we know what lack of sleep does to your mental health. You could be the most fit mental person and have a the strongest mind ever. You go do that for a year. You're going to have issues. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And the one thing that I did see on that news article is uh, I noticed whenever I was watching all of the firefighters, I was looking at them, all of them, very young. There weren't any old guys down there. Wonder why that is. <laughs> I mean, you, you, reco- you recover better when you're younger from lack of sleep. Yeah, in the short term. <clears throat> yeah, in the short term. I'm not saying it's like you said; it's not sustainable. Yeah. But you know, I, I've noticed that it takes me longer to recover after a busy night now than it did even five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite forty yet. I'm there. I can see the door. Mm-hmm. But I just. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's. I don't mind me busy or running, and I don't. I don't mind me busy at all. No, but that's what we all want. We all want to be busy. We all want to run. My my point is that there is a limit, and there are things that you have to do to make sure that you don't hit that limit. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of yourself now. Whether that's using your coping skills, which everybody loves to say, bar. Yeah, that. I can tell you exactly where that'll get you. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, whatever it is that you need to do that's healthy. Because if you don't take care of yourself, eventually those problems will come out. But even if you're, you know, I know, I know Jim's making a joke, but going to the bar all the time or mm-hmm. drinking all the time. Yeah, it's going to help you for that moment. But then what happens after you've been doing that for 20, 25 years? Your livers, your liver and kidneys can't take that abuse. No. So now you start having medical, big medical issues on top of everything else. Yeah. Which now your mental health is going to get even worse because now you're worried about this stuff that maybe they can fix, maybe they can't. Depends on how deep down the rabbit hole you got. Yeah. Well, and how many marriages have you ruined? Friendships. Yeah, friendships. Do you still talk to your kids? I mean, that's all stuff that people need to think about because it's all, it's a cascading effect. Mm -hmm. It's like we've talked about the very last thing that will suffer for people like us is the job because we will do what we need to do to show up and do the job. Now our marriages, our kids, you know, life outside of work. It, it can't, it, it can't take a beating and, and it does on some yeah. people. How many firemen do you know that are still on their first marriage and are happy and don't have a girlfriend? Mm, I don't know, maybe a quarter. I mean, like realistically speaking. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe a quarter, maybe third. And it's not exclusive to the fire service. Mm -hmm. It's cops. It's military, especially the special operations community. I mean, these type of jobs, they all have things that kind of bind them together in common denominators. And then we're idiots and think that marrying each other will solve the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because what's better than one complainer? Surely all my problems won't be mirrored in their problems as well. They they won't double. No. 
So, but I mean, it, that's the type of stuff that, you know, we need to be thinking about and, you know, as a community, we shouldn't want the younger people that are coming in to our community to have those same problems and the same behaviors that we had because we know where it leads. What was the year I used to hear it from an old captain was uh, always leave the job better than you found it. Yeah. And I think talking about mental health is a good start. My grandpa used to say that when I was a kid. Now, usually it was in reference to clean your room, cleaning my room. And like, that was what he would say when he found all my shit under my bed. (laughs) But it was, I, I will say though, like I hated that up until, I don't know, probably I was like 22 years old. But then I like started to finally just see it in fruition more and understand it. And it's a true statement. Yeah, you should always try and leave wherever you go better than what you found it. Yeah. At least, at least strive for it. I mean, you're going to fail at times. Yeah, well, it's you part know, of being human. My dad always used to say the same thing. You know, whenever we'd be out in the woods, he'd be picking up sticks across the trail, or doing this or doing that. That was his one of his things. I didn't pay attention to it then, really. No, you didn't really understand it though when you no. were a kid. And, and all those things that our parents said when we were kids that you end up saying to your kids because you figured it out. I've used. So that, is, I've done it a lot. Is it the progressive? <laughs> is it the progressive commercial? Or he's like, "Don't become your parents," and that guy just walks around. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. like we all see no the fussing, blue, no cussing. The, my favorite one's the one with the blue hair, where he's like, "We all see it, we <laughs> all see it." Boom! <laughs> I like the I like the newest one where they've got the the, the no cussing, no fussing. Uh huh. He just takes it and throws it away. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite one is the pillows on the couch. Oh, and he yeah. just grabs them all off and throws them. You've got nowhere to sit. Yeah. Mine's the where he's back in the car out. And the guy's like, "You don't know them. You don't know." I'm like, "Oh, that's so me." Oh, oh. I feel like that on every Jeep trip. Yeah. It's like nobody wants me out here spotting, but I'm doing it anyway, and I don't know why. When you talk about the the pillows on the couch, that's actually pretty a pretty good analogy for mental health because you you keep stacking, keep stacking, and eventually. It looks great on the outside. I'm, I'm talking about problems, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're stacking these problems, you know, inside. Like Jeremy does the cardboard box. But look at the, the couch way. So now you have nowhere to sit, and you can't stack any more on it because everything's going to come toppling down. Yeah. So you got to start checking pillows. Got to deal with it. Yeah. Well... Uh- or you just throw more pillows on it and let it fall down. And then pretend that it didn't fall down. I hate decorative pillows. <laughs> Me too. You know, it's we laugh when we say leave the job better than we found it. The problem is with this job, this might be the hardest job to do it. Because what are the two things firefighters hate with a passion? Change and the way things are. <laughs> so, yeah. We don't want anything to change, but we hate how they are now. Yeah. This is literally the definition of, hey, will you do me a favor and fit this square peg in that round hole? All right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I mean, I've been pretty lucky. I've had pretty good captains, really good captains most of my career. I and mean, I've never had a bad one. But uh, I always take something from each of them, to, you know, and that works for me. But those lessons are that – I believe that some of those captains left the job better because of what they've taught the young firefighters. And, and I, I include myself in that, too. And then you take those and you pass it on to the other ones. So you just keep passing that the good information on, and that's how you're going to leave it better. And eventually you're going to see that culture change because it's changed. It, it, it's changed since we came on. Yeah. Not And not everything – it changes is a good thing, but well, I think it's the problem. That's it's trial and error. That's, that's just what it is. That's you, the nature gotta, of our job. Well, impatience, and that's hard with mental health. You can maybe get by with that with learning how to cut apart a car, or you know, learning a SWAT team exercise, or running a trauma in an ER. With mental health, error is death. Yeah, well, there's no margin for error. I mean. 
we're failing. The, the point blank, we're failing. Will we ever be 100% across the board good? I, I think we're Probably failing. Probably not. It's not just that the fire department or the police department is failing. It's a nation. Oh, absolutely. Society yeah. in general. The problem is it's just exacerbated in our careers. Yeah. Just, it's more prevalent. And it's not just our careers or careers of service members or first responders. It's any career that's stressful. And stress is different for different people. Well, you know, yeah, because even what what do we not want to hear? We do not want to hear about Suck some. It up, Buttercup. <laughs> yes, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> that goes back to a previous conversation we had. And somebody complaining about words that are said. <laughs> Still not a Packers fan. Um, I'm not a Packers fan either. I know that's, that's like I can I can handle that one. Uh, hey, they're everybody's second favorite team. To hate. Um, <laughs> But yeah, in society nationwide, like there's so many different like sex and cliques. Like nobody in first responders or healthcare want to hear about a banker bitch about how stressful their job is. That stress may be real to them, and they may yeah. be struggling with a lot of things. It's just a different. Kind we of just don't want to hear about it, yeah. and that's not how it should be. Just, unfortunately, like it's different. Yeah, it's just yeah. different, and we need to like we are just we are our own worst enemies in that aspect because we need to be open to listen to all of it. Yeah. But, well, it's. Also perception, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier of everything affects everybody differently. Mm -hmm. And it, But that comes along with cultural competency like that counselors need to have, and it's not only about, you know, career fields. Like, you know, we had my wife on the show the other day, and in talking to her and talking about the show and, you know, before we came on, I was asking her about cultural competency and things like that, and she told me that, you know, even in school that they do talk about cultural competency, but it is from, and it actually is culturally. So like if they're going to deal with this indigenous culture or this, you know, foreign, uh -huh. you know, whatever. That religion or whatever. Yeah. Be, yeah. So there are things that they have to know to be able to deal with those people. That's no different, you know, for us whenever they come and work with us. It was uh, one of the most interesting dynamics when it comes to, like, true cultural competencies I've ever seen was I worked in a jail. It was, it was all right. Job sucked. People were fun. Mm -hmm. But one of the most interesting dynamics I've ever seen are African men around African-American women. They are the same, and they are polar opposite. <laughs> and it was one of the greatest daily battles I've ever watched. <laughs> it was fascinating. But, like, it was just, there was no back and forth. There was no cultural understanding. of, And that's just even, an, like, so, yeah, that's even another factor in this. Like, on top of all the things we're going on now, too, there is, you know, there's people on the job that are Catholics or Muslims. And even our own religions are things that we buy into have different views of mental health that a lot of times hinder it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And... and well, and that's the thing, because I was talking to Rachel today, and we were talking about this topic. And I was like, well, what do you think about, you know, whenever you have people come in, and that's a concern for them, is, hey, you know, it might be this or that or whatever. Does that affect their therapy, you know, or their healing process, or, you know, of them, you know, getting better? She's like, yeah, absolutely. It has to. Because there's always that, there's that roadblock, you know, because let's face it, you're not really healing if you're ashamed of what you're doing to heal or you feel like you should be ashamed or you're scared to tell somebody, Hey, you know, I'm or seeing a therapist and now I'm worried that this person doesn't trust me. So I'm not going to say anything. Or you're just not bought in in general because maybe you're, you have to be there yeah. due to disciplinary or. Yeah. Your wife dragged you to it or, yeah. you know, something like that. I think the thing that infuriates me the most, and I've been thinking about this, and damn it, it really pisses me off, is you would think, <laughs> you know. would think, Say as a my gears. I just think of Peter from Family Guy. Exactly. You don't really grind my gears. Anyway. <laughs> that was terrible. Is you would think, like, enough People have killed themselves that we would maybe figure it out by now, even in society. How many? Let me tell you something, James. 
<laughs> Those people were weak and didn't need to be on the job anyway. Not even on just. Mm, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've absolutely, and that's part of the problem. That's why we're doing this episode. It's I mean, because of people that say things like that. I've, I've never heard somebody say that. I've heard it. And I honestly might, if I heard that, I'd lose my temper. I didn't hear it on this time. I heard it about a, a law enforcement officer. And I did lose my temper, tem, temper, not temperature. But just, you know, even going back to, like, recognition of society. Hell, you would have thought when Robin Williams killed himself, we would have maybe... One of the most lovable men on the planet. You'd have thought we'd have been like, well, let's bump the brakes on this and maybe figure out what's going on. Yeah. Nah, we talked about it for a month and then back to our same old shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I. Because it's not. This is my own take on it. I could be totally wrong. I've been wrong before. Green Bay Packers. Whatever. You guys are going to beat that to death. <laughs> like Brady beat you to death. Yeah. Dude, we lost to him too. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking don't, about don't throw, don't throw yeah. that stone. <laughs> it's here's the thing with it's not a problem that is in your face so much. Like, oh hey, we have a serious problem of everybody's breaking their leg. Let's fix that step so nobody else breaks their leg right mm -hmm. we don't do that with mental health and i don't know what it's going to take for our society to get on board and maybe start looking at some solutions maybe it'll take you know our wonderful mass media to drive their narrative and that would be part of it But I don't. I, I don't know. I, don't I love know. turning on the news and seeing death, death, death. Well, and that's all it is. Corruption, death. Yeah, because that's what drives ratings. Puppies, death. I, <laughs> I do miss the days when it was had a lot of good news stories. Yeah, when they actually reported the news <clears throat> instead of put their spin on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. But they I mean, can't find, they can't find but that that's anymore. the thing. So, like, they'll talk about. So let's kind of shift gears, not shift gears, but you know what I mean. Um, so we're talking about mental health. How many homeless people have a mental health issue and that's why they're homeless? Mm, 90%. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say fair to say most. Yeah. Fair to say most. If that's an issue, mm -hmm. they're, they're everywhere. When's the last time you took your medication? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, there are whole tent cities in downtown Los Angeles all over San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, all of these major cities have tent cities. We have it here. It's an issue. That is not something that is being there. They will say, oh, well, we have a homelessness issue or we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. How about we fix the problem that caused these people to be homeless in the first place? Mm -hmm. How do, how do you make somebody get help who doesn't want it? It's fascinating. Like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, here's a naked guy dancing on the street. So you got to wrestle with this naked guy and you take him to the hospital and you're like, yeah, he's probably on PCP. And they're like, no, his talk screen was clear. And you're like, oh, he's just crazy. <laughs> cool. Right. Like, he, that's because his talk screen didn't need to be clear. He needed to be on his meds. Yeah. <laughs> like so, the one swimming on the crosswalk. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, so what's the solution to that? I don't mean to laugh, but that's not funny. Relocation. Sorry. No, I don't know. <laughs> A bus ticket to somewhere yeah. warmer. There you go. St. Louis, it's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking more L.A. Just... Sorry to our listeners in St. Louis, but we're not actually sorry. We don't like you as a city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that James is speaking for himself. I don't mind St. Louis. <laughs> I actually agree, but whatever. Fine. Your pizza's <laughs> trash. Your barbecue's trash. The arch is overrated. Wow, you got a lot of hate in your heart, man. I should you, probably see somebody about it. You need a hug? <laughs> Jeremy gave you a hug. <laughs> He's got longer arms to get around you. But <laughs> Oh That's pot kettle. Pot kettle. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> when I tried to give him that vest the other day, he went. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I work out. Okay. <laughs> My mom says I'm hefty. Um, How many ounces is a, is a double quarter pounder or do, what was that? Is that a double quarter pounder? From McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. How many ounces is that? Dude, listen. I don't eat fast food that much anymore. Okay. All right. That was my New Year's resolution. From that was your New Year's resolution. Yeah. Stop eating like poo poo. Oh, how's that going? Lost fifteen pounds. Good Good job, man. Tough. (laughs) Wow. That's for the Packers jokes. Okay. And see, listeners, that's what happens when your friends don't pay attention. (laughs) Things slip through the cracks, like mental health. He's still wearing bulky clothing. That's true. It is wintertime. In, in my defense, it's wintertime. You wear sweatshirts all the time. I'm always cold. Always. Oh, no. Always. It's 90 degrees outside. I'm in a hoodie because I'm cold. Okay. And that's I excessive. I don't know why because I'm got fat. circulation, man. No, I'm circulating. Great. Little veins pop up all over the place. You think maybe the, the fat pushes down on the, the veins and the arteries? and I don't know. Does that happen to you? No, I'm not that fat. <laughs> all my fat's in my gut. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm fat because my wife loves me. She feeds me all the time. But, you know. No, she's trying to get that insurance money. <laughs> Good for her. I hope it's, she gets it. <laughs> interesting subject, though, with our homeless. Uh-huh. It's, what's the first thing you think of with homeless and mental health? Like, honestly, what's the first thing you think of? What are they missing? Their meds. Meds. Not good coping skills. No. Nope. Just meds. Yeah. And that's the down again. Well, and I'm guilty. That's of a that. cost thing there as well. well it doesn't, but, which doesn't help. So, uh, but I get the point that he's trying to make. We overmedicate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of those people, maybe I don't know. I'm a proud Ridlin child of the '90s. Oh well, then there you go. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Some things have been cleared up now. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't pay attention. Here's Ridlin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now he just doesn't pay attention. Slower. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what my childhood was like so but yeah and that is the thing of you know whenever you do go to a therapist or whatever and if let's say they can't fix you right away oh you need to go see a psychologist and they'll prescribe you some meds and oh we're going to give you some benzos for your anxiety and oh well that little anxiety attack that you had well that's going to be nothing compared to the ones that you're going to have now Mm -hmm. If you get off of this crap. And we don't educate. And an, no. another factor, like, I feel like anytime like a factor pops up, like we should have like a little sound effect. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like medication. A lot of people, me being myself, like I went, I was on meds. They were SSRIs. I level out, but they still make me feel like crap. I stopped taking them, plummet. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of, you know, like psychiatric meds aren't always the cheapest insurances really like to debate they'll say hey here's narcan for free but here's 150 dollars a week for your psych script yeah and they don't make you feel necessarily physically great all the time no they don't and a lot of people you know they get in that that serotonin dump where they just take them and they stop taking them and they take them and they stop taking them and <laughs> yeah a lot of the I think a lot of the problems could be, if not erased, at least abated, you know, or dealt with if you just dealt with them and knew how to deal with them. I mean, speaking for me personally, that was my issue because I self-medicated. I drank a lot and it didn't help. It made stuff way worse, but I thought I was dealing with it. I'm handling my stuff. Who I'm this, you know, whatever. I can drink more than you. Yeah. Hold your liquor, sub. Oh, you you stop drinking. <laughs> you're just a quitter. Ha ha ha. You know. But that was the frame of mind that I was in. I was one of those people. Hey. If you don't like what you're seeing or you can't hack it, then go find another job. I was that way until I had an issue. Yep. And who was around for you? All those guys that were like, hey, man, if you need anything, give me a call. I need help. Yeah. I'm in anything else. Yeah. I can count (laughs) on one hand 
the people that were there for me. Now that could have been because I was a complete and total asshole. Was for was. I'm a nice guy. I've always been nice to you, James. No, you have not. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I, uh, you don't speak up very much quickly either, sir. <laughs> yeah, but I, I am an asshole. What was that pot kettle, pot kettle again between you two? Yeah. <laughs> Is that no. the frying pan? Yeah, he's right there Skillet. with the rest of the utensils. <laughs> yeah. No, but... Yeah, I mean, I was not pleasant to be around. So, yeah, I, for me personally, I don't I don't blame people for not showing up. Well, that, and, and for the, the ones that did, I'm eternally grateful. But you also kind of keep it private, too. That's not something you yeah. go around telling everybody. And, why? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why don't you? I'll tell you why. Ego and shame. I, I, I also don't think if you're... This is my opinion. If you're dealing with something right now and it's brand new and you hit rock bottom, you got to fix yourself before you can really put it out there. Now, you, everybody's got their close group of friends. I mean, you have friends, but, you know, your circle's big, of people you know and people you hang out with, you talk to, and then it starts dwindling down. And those are your close friends. And those are the ones you're going to call if something happens. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, and, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm waiting then, to see where you're going with it. Then you start, you get, so now you hit rock bottom. You start getting your help. You start taking your baby steps and fixing it. And then you're at a point where you're well enough that you can start telling other people what's going on. Putting your story out there. I, I agree with you. I've just never done that way. To me, my, I've always just been an open book. Like, if you know me, then know me. Like, don't just know whatever's on Facebook or whatever. Don't just know the things I want. Just know me. Because I'd rather you be in my life knowing me than, you know, be in my life and not know all of me, find out something, and be like, oh, I'm out. That's just always me. And I... <laughs> You know, it fascinates me. You can get in a car wreck, somebody will set up a GoFundMe for you, and money will come pouring in. But say you go to like, or just you have to go to the hospital because you had an illness. GoFundMe, money comes coming in. I had to go to the hospital because my brain needs healing. Thoughts and prayers. Crickets. (laughs) Yeah. Fascinating. Well, and it's, uh, that's a great point. You know, it's treated there's a stigma it's treated totally different it's like let's not talk about that you're less because you had an issue you know and that brings us back to why and how are we going to fix it thanks obama (laughs) what does he have to do i don't don't want to know i just always always blame everything not that anything wrong just blame everything on him it was easy at the time. <laughs> well, that's true. I, I, I just go, thanks, Jimmy Carter. Oh. The nicest president we probably ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he likes peanuts. <laughs> I, I just don't remember. I mean, I wasn't alive for him. Damn it, Lyndon B. Johnson. This is all your fault. <laughs> Grover Cleveland, you sucked. <laughs> I don't know. Hoover just had to build that dam, and look where we're at. Yep. <laughs> oh. But that's definitely, I mean, even to the viewers and our listeners, hell, message our Facebook page, send our email, all of it's on there. Reach out to one of us. I, I want to hear other opinions. I mean, there are so many different factors to it, and there's so many we didn't even discuss because we don't know. I want to hear what the nurses have to say. You know, what, what are some of the culture-specific things in healthcare that we just don't know, don't understand that they want us to hear? What are some of the culture-specific things in law enforcement, uh, in the military? I, we don't know. Yeah. And and that's that's another big factor too. We don't know, so we don't know what to look for. We don't know how to address it. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can go a step further in people who aren't in those fields, because every handles stress differently. And stresses are different in every job. But, yeah, but it all leads you to the same spot. I saw an article that said it was like top ten. Isn't that funny? That no matter your career field, no matter your stressors, the end result 
is the same. Is the same. One of the highest suicide, most always ranked in the most stressful jobs, and I never understood it because I think it would be fun, but it would also be why I would probably fail at it. Would be air traffic controller. That's I would extremely stressful. Uh, yeah. I would literally just be like, hey, just just make it work. Just, <laughs> uh, just go there. And let... <laughs> oh, it's a big explosion in the sky. Oh, you're doing good there, Jimmy. Just bring her out. Like, I'd, oh, I'd, I'd mess that up so bad. Go ahead, buzz the tower. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. But, you know, I, I'm sure there are plenty of other people that are like, dude, firefighter's cool. You walk into that burning house, you know, just. Just thinking of all the yeah. simple TV things that look fun. Oh well, yeah, uh, they, yeah. You're watching TV. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Why I think being an aircraft so, controller would be fun. Just so let's put let's and, put that to bed right now. What you see on TV, as far as being a firefighter on all those shows, has nothing to do with what it's actually like. Except for backdraft. Except for backdraft, it was a documentary. You know, Ladder Forty Nine was. They did a pretty good job with that one. They too. did a pretty good job with that one. Yeah. I might have cried during that one. Yeah, yeah. But backdraft was definitely a documentary. The, the TV shows. I mean, it they hinder they hinder us. They hinder they, they like they they really it's a disservice. It, it is a direct slap in the face. You ever watch those the uh, the reviews on that from the uh, was it the firefighter chronicles oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh sure guys hilarious. let's lift this <laughs> 60 ton truck not only do airbags lift things up but they slide them back too i didn't know that yeah i, I was taking yeah. i took notes i was like mm, that's a good idea yeah but yeah i mean you would think they would have some kind of technical advisor some former fireman over there going no <laughs> no yeah, but, I mean, you know the, the point i the reason i think they do is because that's just firefighter humor for you. They're like, yeah, stick that IV tubing in for an airway. <laughs> Great job, guys. That's exactly how we did it yeah, back in the day. I guarantee you they have a firefighter advisor just based on how stupid some of that stuff is. And he's back there laughing his ass off. Could be. But, you know, uh, yeah. it makes for good TV, though. That's the thing. Well, it, yeah. That's all it is. It's, it's you know, just like when – because I watched the first couple seasons of Chicago Fire when it first came out. And yeah. every call they went on was a once-in-a-career call. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. But, and that, that was a maybe maybe a once-in-a-career call because yeah. you might never, not ever go on it. Yeah. But they were doing it every single shift. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we could – you know, we can pick on Hollywood all we want. But, I mean, it's – it's all of Hollywood. It's not just specific to shows that deal with fire and EMS. I mean, we have a former captain who, when watching the movie Gamer, got up at one point. Oh, that's completely <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, yeah. The was, whole was, movie is fine, but it was, this it was when one he, part. It was when he drank the, the, yeah, the beer drank, alcohol and then puked it back up in the gas tank and then peed in the gas tank <laughs> and the car fired up. Yeah. That was his, that was his brain. That meat. was the line. Everything else is fine. It was the whole, I can line. get online and control a person. Yeah, <laughs> and see what they see. And I have complete control. That was okay and believable. <laughs> and then we found the night of the chicken dead. Oh, no, let's not even don't even say the name of that movie. It was that so movie bad. Was awesome. I could shoot a better movie on my phone with just you as the main actor. Well, that'd be a great movie. Mm-hmm. No. Anyway, we should uh, it all be in slow mo too. Everything. I mean, it'd, it'd be normal speed. Yeah, I was but I, I'm moving slow. <laughs> <laughs> you better run. What? <laughs> no, I don't run. I hate running. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, look, we could sit here and we can talk all night. You know, the bottom line is. Eventually, there has to be a, a culture shift. You got to do because, better. Yeah, we have to do better because what we're doing now is obviously not working. Because if it was working, we wouldn't have the suicides, the addiction, the divorces, all of that stuff. That's, some of the divorce thing, though, that's a culture well, thing. Let's be honest here. Americans are terrible with marriage. Right. Social and, media does not has not helped right. at all. Wait, but so if you I'm don't speaking, get a joint account... I am speaking directly about the fire service. Slap you. I'm speaking directly about the fire service because our divorce rate is higher than the national average. 
Because we're so And it awesome. always has been. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's the ego part, which leads people to stepping out and doing whatever, and also to the drinking and all of that stuff. And it, it basically it boils back to mental health and not dealing with your crap. I mean, that's the bottom line. Is as a profession, we are terrible at dealing with our crap. We're also terrible about taking care of each other. What's that Whenever the, people are going through something, we talked about it. We don't talk to them. The definition of insanity? Yeah, doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this guy killed himself. We didn't see it coming. Yeah. Oh, man, this guy killed himself. We didn't see it coming. Oh, look, they killed themselves. Just oh, that's, Now we got a problem. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned. Yeah, that's shocking. But, yeah, we keep doing... I, I don't know what we're doing. You know, I don't know, like, with us specifically, what is our peer support doing? What is our job doing? What what are we doing? And and it, that's even beyond the point, and we don't even need to talk about it because ultimately it boils down to what are the guys at your station doing? What are the guys at my station doing? What are the guys at his station doing? You know, what are we doing to take care of each other? Because ultimately – Leadership is going to have a very small role to play in a culture shift. I just of the of this type. I've been on this job four and a half years, so maybe yeah. five minutes, six minutes, mm-hmm. and I can think of roughly off the top of my head at least three predominant, like just so, at least three suicides in public service each year. And we're all just as shocked about each one. Mm-hmm. And that's mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah. Mm. Well, it's like you said. Oh, we didn't see it coming. Well, if you'd have been paying attention, he had a drinking problem. He had a pill problem. Jesus said turn the other cheek, but not to mental health. No. And if we are serious about, you know, being leaders and really caring about the people that we work with, ultimately it's our responsibility to say, hey, man, you're not yourself today. What's going on? Have the hard hard conversations because guess what? I would rather you hate me than be alive than wonder if you still love me and be dead. Yeah. I can deal with you hating me because I'll look at you and be like, well, you're still alive. Like literally it's like a... What's Dr. Chan or whatever? He's like, but did you die? <laughs> you know, chow. Chow, Dr. Chow, yeah. He's, He's not like, a chow. Or not a doctor. He's just chow. Yeah. Leslie that's, Chow. That's that's how I feel. He's like, but did you die? That's it's we can joke about it, but that's hundred yeah. percent. You can hate me, you can cuss me, you can tell all your friends I'm a terrible person, but did you die? Yeah. But ultimately, if you do step in and talk that person and you know it might be a year two three years down the road they're going to come back and thank you or maybe they won't who knows but if they're they still get, there two three yeah, four years down they're the road. still there and you i can sleep at a, night with that yeah and you played a part of them still being there and that kid still having a dad or mom or whatever because you never know the ripple effects. You know, the person that you help today might be the person that saves your wife tomorrow. Or even more directly, it might be the person that pulls you out of the fire. Yep. So. But a culture shift starts with one person. Any fad that's ever been around started with one person. And that took off from there. Who brought back bullets? I want to shake his hand. I want to slap that person in the face. Perspective. Yeah. I wish I could grow a mullet. My wife wants me to grow a mullet. Your wife is a very intelligent lady. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. I, mean, I bet you could grow a mullet quick. I could. All I'd have to do is cut the top and the sides, and I would have a mullet. Just do it. No. Why? Don't let your beard go. I had a mullet in the <laughs> 80s. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot you're old. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess it's all in perspective. 41 is old now. I bet he had a rat tail, too, at one point. I never had a rat tail. You're I had a, a friend of mine that had a rat tail, but I did have a mullet. It was an imaginary friend. Well, he's talking about me. Because <laughs> I had a rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Believe it or not, I had a life before I met you two. I had a whole group of friends before I moved to the city. (laughs) (laughs) If I was such an awful person, you guys wouldn't be here doing this, would you? Well, I guess it's the mission. I'm just here for the paycheck. Wait, you're getting paid? (laughs) Chris, that was between me and you. I'm getting patches. You didn't know that? <laughs> He's going to pay all for all the repairs. So you're paying him to be on the show, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's. We're kind of at that point. <laughs> we cycle all the way back to patches. Hell yes, we're yeah. at that point. Yeah. I wish when I all else fails, complain about patches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys were worried about me complaining all night long. <laughs> I'm not complaining about it. No, I mean you complain. We're just it's, it was bearable tonight. Oh well, there you go, folks. You heard it here. I was bearable tonight. <laughs> you better end the recording right now before you take it any further. <laughs> all right. So this has been the washdown. Thanks for stopping by. And if you or somebody is having or someone you know is having a problem, say something. Talk to them. Uh, remember that you are never alone. And there is always a way forward. Um, if you need to reach out, you know, our email will be attached. Um, yeah, just take care of yourself. I want to touch on what he said earlier again real quick okay. before you close it out. <clears throat> I, I'm curious of other people's opinions too. I, I really want people to – yeah, chime absolutely. in and yeah. and give the opinion of what we talked about today. And if you got an idea, I would love to hear it. Yeah, or if you disagree, tell yeah, us. Disagree. I'm, yeah, I'm all about that's, disagreements. That's how you, that's how you learn. So you agree. I tell Jeremy he's wrong every day. Yeah, no, I can. Yeah, it's not often. <laughs> so that's why we have a comment section. That's why we have an email: the Washdown Podcast at gmail dot com. Like I said, it'll be attached in the description. Um. But I guess for those listening on Spotify, now you have it. Um, yeah, don't be afraid. Go ahead and send us an email. Put a comment in the video. Whatever. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah, we're not going to get mad about it. Yeah. Even if it's something we don't agree with. Yeah. So, till next time, take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. Love you guys. <laughs>